I'm Jim Huffman, and this is If I Was Starting Today, a collection of conversations about half-baked startup ideas, growth tactics, and stories from founders, including my own journey as a business owner. All of the content is centered around one question. What would you do if you were starting today? All right, today I'm going to try something different. I'm going to do a mid-year update on my company growth hit just to give a check-in on how it's going, the good, the bad, the things that are on my mind, and what I'm trying to do going forward. So hopefully this is helpful for anybody that's kind of running their own thing or trying to start their own thing to see where my head is at and uh, maybe what I'm struggling with. So here we go. One other call out, I'm I'm not going to give total financial numbers. I don't know. I kind of feel like a tool doing that. I don't know. Maybe people think they're small, they're big. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that one day. So I'll generalize if, if that's okay. So we'll, we'll start financially. Last year, post-pandemic, I did a blog post around March, around, yeah, I think it was titled like something sensational, like the hardest day of my career, losing half a million dollars in 48 hours, where essentially that's exactly what happened. Uh, our business got hit pretty hard by the pandemic. It was a little dicey, but uh, the cool thing is we came out of it. We were still able to do seven figures in 2020, and we did not have to lay anybody off, but we definitely had to scratch and claw to get everything we did. And now it's 2021, and obviously we've got a little wind at our sales because the boom with e-commerce and online work has definitely helped a small business like ours. So we've actually already passed the revenue we did in 2020 and 2021, halfway through the year. And so that's that's really good. And we have some good pipeline leads in place. So financially, that's kind of the update on, on where we're at. So I think any business owner, when you get asked that dreaded question, like, hey, how are things going? You could default to two different things. Like you give the good story where it's all perfect, or you could give, hey, here are all the issues that I have. So I'm going to do a little bit of both. So we'll say, here's the good stuff with what's going on with the company. So obviously we're very lucky financially that it's going quite well on to have our best year. Um, we're working with really cool clients. And when I say cool clients, these are companies that have been like Shark Tank. We have a Fortune 500 brand. We have startups that have been funded by Andreessen Horowitz, Y Combinator, Techstars. And one of our startups just raised 85 million bucks. So that's really exciting to work with smart founders like that. Our retention, which means how long clients work with us is the best it's ever been. So it's over a year, which is really good because there's nothing worse than losing a client and trying to find a new one that's quite exhausting. Our retainers, which means the monthly revenue that clients give us, we've been able to get that up as well thanks to some really good advice I've gotten from David Baker that I really want to bring on the podcast. We actually aren't taking on new clients. We actually have a wait list that is now um, over four weeks. And so my sales calls have gone from trying to close companies. Honestly, I'm trying to disqualify. And if we can even work with them, I'm like, uh, can you start in like four, eight, 12 weeks? So that's all the good stuff. Oh, and one last point. Our team, I'm beyond excited about it. We've been able to bring on some really talented people that are significantly better at certain parts of the job than I am. And man, there's no better feeling than that working with smart people that energize you and kind of make you a little insecure because they're better than you. So that's the good stuff, right? So we could stop the podcast there if we want, but let's talk about the bad or just the tough stuff. So my calendar sucks. It is a game of calendar Tetris that I'm just trying to squeeze in calls um, into the open slots and it's a little draining. I get quite exhausted from Zoom fatigue. Second, I am worried about burnout. You know, people love these big growth stories, but like with growth comes some real growing pains. Like we've doubled our performance and 
that makes my team really exhausted. That's a lot of work, especially with the roller coaster ride that was last year. So that's why we're really pausing, taking on clients. And if we see a client is really high maintenance, we will not want to work with them if not take them on. And second, if it's not an industry or business that my team isn't excited about, we also won't take them on because I really want the team to be excited about what we're doing. But yeah, burnout's real and I worry about that. We've had one really key player that needed to take a sabbatical because it's there's been a lot going on. And then the other tough thing is hiring is hard. Finding A players, it's really tough because usually they already have a job and it's hard to really, in an interview or job simulation process, figure out who has the stuff that could take your company to the next level. And you know, we, we made a hire that we then did not work out and we had to move pretty quick on that. And, and that's not fun for everybody involved. So yeah, that's kind of the, the tough stuff. Oh, and one other thing with the growing pains, as we grow and bring on new people, it's not like we're some big, you know, consulting firm that has some flawless training and onboarding program, we're still trying to work that out. And so that can be a little painful. So that's the tough stuff. Now I want to talk about, you know, I'm the supposed CEO, the person that's supposed to have the vision for the company. I have more questions than answers. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk through what's on my mind and the questions that I'm trying to find the answers to. And when you think of strategic questions, these are the questions where there isn't an obvious right or wrong answer. There's actually like multiple good answers, but you have to figure out what's right for your specific business in the specific time. So first, we're doing well, we're making money, we have good margins. We have a certain amount of cash in the bank that is like for security purposes. But then above that, we have cash. What do you do with that? How do you allocate that? Do you invest that in building the team to be bigger, stronger? Do you invest in your moat, whatever your competitive advantage is, your flywheel to make that stronger? If that's content marketing, thought leadership, or should I be investing in things, acquiring agencies or companies? I'm not sure what the answer is to that. I'm trying to figure that out. The second is, you know, we are in an offensive position, things are going well, but what direction am I pushing this agency, right? You know, how big of a company do we want to be? It's kind of funny. You think of growth as this binary thing. It's like, oh, just keep growing. But the truth is with a bootstrap company like this, it's not like, hey, let's just grow this this bad boy to the moon. It's, you know, let's really be intentional about what we're trying to do here. Because to put in context, there are some agencies that are, are like 100 people and looks really interesting. Well, 100 people look at this top line number. But when you look at the day to day, it's like, wow, you know, focused on clients and growth as a CEO, you're focused on people management. And that's a totally different type of lifestyle as opposed to these boutique premium agencies where, you know, you might not be as big, you know, headcount wise, but you do something really well and you can charge a premium for it and be a lean, mean machine. And so I'm kind of defaulting to that. And also what lifestyle do you want? And I'll get into that as well as far as things that are ahead, but really trying to like, hey, I'm building this company. I shouldn't build my own prison of Zoom calls that I'm in. How do I actually build something that I look forward to doing for the long haul? So that's the question around the direction of the agency, which I'm not going to have the answer to that overnight. Another one is as a business owner, as you're looking to invest money, where should you be frugal or cheap versus where should you pay up and pay a premium? Because traditionally when starting out, I was very frugal, you know, like where could you save a dime? And my thought was, let me get junior people. Let me get workers where I can train them up and pay them less. And I've totally changed my mindset on that where I'm like, where can I find the best person possible? Pay them whatever they want because they're going to take our company to the next level. And they're also going to take this little thing called worry and anxiety off of me for a certain task and allow me to focus on other things. 
And so that's another big thing I'm thinking about where to be frugal versus where to pay a premium. Also, where should I even spend my time? You know, as you're running a business and you're firing yourself from jobs, there's a really important question to ask. Like, what is that one thing, that unique thing that you can do that nobody else can do? Because the truth is there's a lot of things that you do that other people can do better than you. And so I'm trying to figure that out for myself. What is that? Is that sales? Is it partnerships? Is it biz dev? Is it content marketing? Is it trying to fire up and inspire the team? I don't know. I'm still trying to kind of unpack what that is. All right. So I want to put another thought out there, which is, you know, you're growing a company and there's this idea of, you know, what got you here will get you there. We always focused on staying late and working hard. And so we'll always do that. I'm not sure I agree with that. I almost think like what got you to this level won't get you to the next level. You need to evolve your skills. You need to change your skills. And so with that in mind, I have this kind of framework I'm thinking through of there's three things. What are the skills as a CEO you want to keep? What are the skills you need to leave behind if you really want to grow? And third, what are the new skills you need to acquire and evolve and grow? Because it's kind of insane when you see someone like a Zuckerberg that went from idea phase to now this huge publicly traded company that like one CEO can do that. Because a lot of times people are only good at different phases of a company. So it's being very self-aware at where are you good and weak. So as far as skills I want to keep as a CEO, you know, we launched on the back of honestly me just being a hustler and being scrappy. And I think I want to keep that, right? I started off doing free work for people. I'd get one referral that would lead to the next. I would do cold outreach, did whatever it took to get a deal done and to over deliver to build a reputation. I still want to keep parts of that. Um, Also high attention to detail in the little things, whether it's margins of the business or how a customer's feeling and having that close touch point with customers and knowing how they're feeling. I do see some CEOs get more and more disconnected from the end user, the customer, and that's dangerous. So those are things I want to keep. What are the things I need to leave behind? You know, I used to work in investment banking and so I got pounded into my head. You just stay up late and work hard. And so my default action to everything is I'll just pull an all-nighter and work hard. And that doesn't work when you get two kids that don't sleep at night. That doesn't work when you aren't able to do every single task well. And so I'm trying to actually leave that behind instead of working harder. You know, how can I work smarter or how can I empower people, motivate them to help with these tasks, right? And so that's something I'm I'm trying to kind of put behind and not trying to just be the savior that swoops in to solve every problem. What skills do you want to acquire is the third one. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying to grow up to this different level of a CEO, of a business leader. What do I need to become strong at? So there's this idea of leverage when it comes to business. So Eric Jorgensen talks about this quite a bit. So if you're going to really grow, you need to lean on leverage in a few different forms to get to that next level. So leverage could come in the form of money, right? Money gets you a lot of things, people and tools that can help you grow. Leverage could come in the form of people, leveraging people to do other tasks you used to do to grow. It could be in the form of tools, using software or whatever it is to accelerate how fast you do something or creating evergreen content. So one little talk like this can scale to multiple people. And, you know, how am I focusing all my tasks around this idea of leverage, whether it's delegation, managing or investing to go to that next level? So it's something I'm trying to beat into my own head to think through. Okay. Now the last thing, you know, we're halfway through the year. As I look through the next six months, where's my head at? What do I want to focus on? So one thought is, you know, 
while we are in this off offensive position, how do I continue to build the growth at brand to build a moat to deepen our position as this premium growth marketing agency? So what do we invest in? So we have some pretty interesting and creative ideas around different ways to do thought leadership that we're going to be pushing that I'm excited to kind of talk about in future episodes. So that's one really investing in that the second is let's really look at leveling up our growth team. So one is, you know, letting people do whatever courses, conferences to upgrade their skills. The second is bringing on more talent that allows us to get even better at our strengths. Like I'm really pumped to announce a new creative director we have coming on that's really taken our game to the next level. The third is it's really hard to attract the top talent. And so we have to be creative because I can't compete with Amazon and the stock options they give. So I'm trying to flip that on its head to become a new type of place to work where we don't have any employees. Everybody's a contractor. And with that come some advantages where people can have side hustles. People can work from wherever they want. And we also have no client meetings on Fridays or Mondays. So if people wanted, they could really just work three days a week on client stuff. We do have internal meetings on Mondays and some Fridays, but I'm trying to create the most attractive place for talent to work by embracing this new type of contract worker. And so that's something that we're really trying to put out there, trying to be, you know, one of the most fun places to work. And then finally, you know, we have this thing called HitLab Ventures where we invest in other startups or ideas. And that's something that I'm excited to talk through some investments we'll do. So those are the things I'm excited to think about for the second part of this year. But um, hopefully that was helpful. I don't know if that was a mid-year update as much as it was a therapy session where I'm basically talking into the ether, but I, I think it was helpful for me. I hope you got something out of this. And if you're out there and you're trying to run something, you have more questions than answers, know that you're not alone. I, um, I've got quite a few, but thanks. Hope you enjoyed today's episode and have a good one. Today's episode is brought to you by no one. Yep, we have zero sponsors. I haven't reached out to any companies, nor would I expect a reputable brand to give me money. But I'll give a few plugs. First, I send a weekly newsletter each Thursday featuring five articles or tools that have helped me. You can sign up for these weekly updates at jimwhuffman.com. Second, for anyone running a startup, if you need help growing your business, check out Growth Hit. Growth Hit serves as your external growth team. After working with over 100 startups and generating a quarter billion in sales for clients, Growthit has perfected a growth process that's hell-bent on driving ROI through rapid experiments. Plus, you'll get to work with yours truly. So if you want to work with a team that's worked with startups have been funded by Andreessen Horowitz or featured on Shark Tank, then check out growthhit.com. And finally, I wrote a book called The Growth Marketer's Playbook that takes everything I've learned as a growth mentor for venture-backed startups, and I've distilled it down to 140 pages. So instead of hiring a growth team, save yourself some money, get the book, and you can just just do it yourself. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'd love to hear feedback. I'm on Twitter at Jim W. Huffman.